teens, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent, skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Living Dead. I'm Mike. We're, we're fans of the living... Fans of the living dead? I mean, we would we be fans of the dead dead? I mean, the dead can't live. Why would we be the living dead? What the fuck is your problem? Why are you calling our show things that it's never been called? What do you mean? We've been doing this shit for five years, dude. Why are you calling it Fans of the Living Dead? We're, we're just fans of the dead. Our first episode was Return of the Living Dead. So we're fans of the Living Dead. This is some like kind of Mandela effect bullshit you're trying to pull on me. We need a bigger boat. Like, I get why people think that's a thing. That seems like something he should say, but he's saying you're going to need a bigger boat because he doesn't want to be involved with these fucking idiots. It makes sense. (laughs) This is true. Anyway, fans of the dead, I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. That was kind of funny. Yeah. If I could go back in time, I would probably rewrite that joke. <laughs> Let's do the time warp again. It's just a jump to the left. And then a step to the right. But you know what they really like? It's that pelvic thrust up in their poonans. <laughs> Let's jump right to the left in this one. I'm going to start us off. Top five. Number five. 11-22-63. So I changed my list again. I went back in time and I did my magic. I didn't know miniseries could be on the list. But now that I know miniseries can be on the list, I wanted to add this because I love the story. I read the novel. I feel like we were camping when I finished it. Before kids, you know, when you could just like sit there, complete peaceful wood sounds, you know, it's almost silence. And you could just read. I, I love I long, love this, long this story. time ago. Yeah, so I love this story. It was on Hulu. It was an eight episode miniseries based off the novel. It starred James Franco as Jake Epping. He was a high school teacher whose friend at a diner lets him in on a secret he's been keeping for some time. Time now. I feel like people should take like a little puff every time we say time. So, there's a wormhole in the back of this dude's pantry that transports you back to 1960. It was 1958 in the book, but you know that mm-hmm. took a lot longer to to, to do. You, you'll get why in a second. Al Templeton, played by Chris Cooper, the always like intense Chris Cooper. He's been using this wormhole to try and better the universe. He surmised that stopping the Kennedy assassination on November 11th, 1963 would begin to put humanity on a better path. However... That would be November 22nd. What? You said November 11th. The book's 11-22-63. On November 22nd, 1963. However, altering time isn't as easy as you think And obviously, if you're starting out years prior to the main event, you'd have to invest a lot of time. So 
If you're going to start something in 1963 and you jump back to 1960, you have to live in this world for three years before you make a difference. That's a long time. And if you fuck something up and have to start over, that's more years. So that's basically what happened to his boy Al. He'd been trying to do it for mad years, but he kept fucking it up. The whole movie, it's an exciting ride back and forth from the past, and it highlights the dangers of altering time, no matter how altruistic your intentions may be. It's also very interesting to uh, see a glimpse of who Lee Harvey Oswald might have been. Dude, his story is fucked. Yeah, I mean, his story in real life is fucked up. They did a lot of research on this movie. I mean, supposedly... Mm -hmm. Stephen King wanted to do this movie before Carrie, or not this movie, but the book. He, he wrote it, yeah. or not wrote it, but like had the idea. But he's like, that's way too much history research and shit to do. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it was just an idea that was just kicking in his brain for mad, mad years. But uh, it's a detective story. I mean, we don't know what happened. No one knows what exactly happened. Nobody knows what happened except for the people that did it. Yeah. This is a discussion for another day. Thank God. Anyway, so my number five. I also had the same thought process that, that you did, although I put it a little bit higher on my list, mainly just because of the soundtrack. Last Night in Soho. Oh! First double. So I felt that it was somehow she, she was being transported to the, to the 60s. I mean, that's, that's the way I, I took it. Like, well, whether she actually was or not. She was just hearing the echoes of the 60s. You know, the vibes of the energy that were still present to yeah. this day. Yeah. You've already went over it last week. Basically, fashion designer Eloise is mysteriously able to enter the 60s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer, Sandy. But the glamour is not as it seems as the dreams of the past crack and splinter into something darker. Like I said, I mentioned... The soundtrack on this, which is just absolutely stacked. I mean, you have Peter and Gordon, A World Without Love, Dusty Springfield, The Searchers, The Kinks, uh, Celia Black. Not to mention, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy doing a couple different versions of Downtown. It's just so good. I recommend this to anybody to watch this movie and give it a, and give it a try. Oh, yeah. And don't sleep on no. Edgar Wright. Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead. I mean... This guy can entertain. Mm -hmm. All right, so my next movie. Damn, are we on number four? We're on number four, sir. Wow, time flies when you're having fun, is what they say. So my number four movie is about a couple of slackers. They're trying to get through high school. They've got a band, crazy guys. They're called the Wild Stallions. And I'm just kidding. Yeah, Bill, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, <laughs> though, is pretty scary. They go to, dark. They go to hell. They do. Like they face their worst fears. My number four is Triangle, 2009. We've talked about it before on different episodes. Melissa George, Liam Hemsworth. The second best Hemsworth. I love the concept of a time loop. Yeah. And, you know, Jess is having a bad day. So she it's decides. It's a really bad day. Oh, yeah. So this is like the worst day. Uh, we'll get there. So she decides to go for a daycation on her friend's boat. Only problem is the boat encounters a mysterious storm. Are they in the Bermuda Triangle? Or have they traveled somewhere way worse? For mariners, killing a seagull is a bad omen. But killing a seagull and tossing it atop a pile of dead seagulls is a very bad omen. 
this movie's crazy. Obviously, there's a time loop. It gets darker than that. And when you find out why, ooh, fun fact, because we've already talked about this. So something new. There's a recording of Anchors Away that they use multiple times. Yeah. The version they use is by Glenn Miller. And there was an aircraft with Glenn Miller that disappeared over the English Channel. It wasn't actually the Bermuda Triangle. They're calling it a Bermuda Triangle-type incident because his aircraft just disappeared. That's kind of a fun fact. If yeah, you his, don't yeah, know his was over, him personally. Yeah, his, plane, his plane disappeared over the, uh, yeah, like you said, the English Channel. Yeah, not near Bermuda. Fun fact, though, he played a show in 1939. Do you remember it? it? Was. I don't, but my grandmother was there. And has got his autograph. How old is your grandmother? Uh, She died in 1989. She was 64. Oh, damn. That's young. She had emphysema. So we're going to my number four. So this one is a fun one. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, From 1992. Where do you usually shop? A chopping mall. Are you like the guy who goes and steals records? One you should do is shop smart. You should shop S-Mart. I went 1992's Army of Darkness. This was a goofy, goofy one. But I love it just the same as almost all the other Evil Dead installments. Where he's sent back to basically the 1300s. Medieval times. Medieval times. As Ash is mistaken as an enemy of a rival, you know, army or country or something like that. But he's... Actually, he's the prophecy that's going to save them and get them the Necronomicon that can, you know, dispel fucking evil. Problem is, he says it wrong, and he unleashes an army of skeletons. Yeah, those skeletons are actually pretty cool for the technology they had at the time, yeah. It's your typical Evil Dead movie, just... Groovy. It's an army of darkness. Yeah. It's actually, I saw this one... I mean, I saw the first Evil Dead first. I saw this one actually before Evil Dead Two. I think this is the first one I saw too. Yeah, but I really enjoy it. It's 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 fun, and I have a good time with it. Before we continue, as we're going to number three, there are a bunch of different theories behind time travel, and one big like thought game. No, it's not a thought game. What would you just call it? Like a a thought exercise is called the Grandfather Paradox. You ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. Anyway, so basically it's why time travel can't exist. You go back in time, you kill your grandfather. Why would you do that? I mean, you have to be a super dick and a fucking moron. So you cease to exist. You didn't go back in time. You didn't kill your grandfather. You know what I mean? Sure. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's like Schrodinger's <laughs> cat, or you know that that pussy. <laughs> okay, so my next one involves this like old crazy guy that's friends with this younger guy, and it sounds real creepy, but it's cool because they're both cool. And there's some stolen plutonium from terrorists and. They were trying to make a bomb, but really, the guy what? saves a lot of the Libyans? They were the Libyan army, yeah. So, uh, basically, this crazy mad scientist saves 
the world, maybe. Like, who knows what they would have done with this bomb. So he uses this bomb. No, he doesn't use the bomb. He doesn't make the bomb. He uses the plutonium to send his friend back in time to save his life and his parents' marriage. And then there's an almanac, and then, like, there's a tangent universe. All right, I'm not doing Back to the Future. So did you know, like, that that whole, like, the Hill Valley, like, main area is, like, the same place used in Gremlins? That's awesome. <laughs> but, like, they, they, sense, they use, yeah. like, the same, like, backlot yeah. studio thing. That's cool. All right. Anyway, it's from 1984, directed and written by James Cameron. You might have heard that guy. He directed... Piranha 2, The Spawning from 1982. Probably the best Piranha sequel to Feature Boobs. <laughs> also written by Gail Ann Hurd and William Wisher. So this movie starred a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have Linda Hamilton, Michael Bean, Lance Hendrickson, the real one, not the guy from Haunter, Dick Miller, fuck yeah, and Bill Paxton as a crazy punk with what looks like tire track makeup on his face <laughs> i've gotten a lot of shit from calling this movie a horror movie because people are stuck saying it's action and sci-fi but it's got a never stopping murderer super murderer following you until you were dead i don't know that sounds like horror to me it's set now when you're watching the movie it's like set yeah. in the early 80s but you know, it's supposed to be when you're watching the movie. In the future, machines have taken over the planet. And this is where we're going to get into the motherfucker paradox. <laughs> so I've told you about the grandfather paradox. That's why I brought it up. Because now we're talking about the motherfucker paradox. So the leader of the humans that are left after, like, you know, mushroom cloud nuclear anarchy and machines... And Amazon and Apple rule the world. And all the sex spots that you spent way too much money on to like include AI, instead of saying, ooh, ooh, they're saying, fuck you. And they rip off your dick and they punch you in the face. I'm getting a little off track here. <laughs> so the leader of the humans sends his best soldier back in time to save his mother before he's even conceived. But he inadvertently sends back the person to impregnate his mother with him. So before he's born, he sends back his dad's dick to his mom's pussy. That is the motherfucker paradox because it makes no sense. It is a contradiction <laughs> of time. I love this movie. It is so good. I saw this movie, I think, after I saw part two. I think I, well, everyone wanted to see part two when it came out. Yeah, I mean, I mean that one, what were we in, like, sixth grade yeah. when, when that came out? I had to talk my mom into letting me watch it. But after I, wa I watched the first one, I felt like I liked the first one better. That was, like, the big, like, blockbuster movie, obviously, that year. Yeah. But, yeah, first one is definitely awesome. Third one, eh. I'll be back. After the third one, I kind of fell off. I've seen some of them like i didn't i didn't watch the john connor like series or anything like the that. sarah Con the sarah, sarah connor, connor chronicles was actually yeah. fucking pretty good dude i loved that show yeah was it okay yeah i didn't really watch it 
I fell off on it, but it was good. All right. So my number three. We're going to go back to 2009. And this is one you had already mentioned. And it was already on a list of mine earlier. I went with Triangle. As you have have already mentioned, Jess has a pretty shitty fucking day. And she just wants to go out on a yacht with her friends. And ends up coming across this old abandoned ship that just just like appears out of the middle of nowhere and gets caught in a fucking time loop i mean you already went over basically everything but uh melissa george liam hensworth great movie if you haven't had a chance to see it fucking excellent yeah really good head trip type of movie wow number two already huh so when i was a kid it's kind of it's kind of weird i want to bring this up so when i was a kid I used to sleepwalk because apparently I had these crazy nightmares. Like, I'd do crazy shit. Like, my mom would be having a party, and I'd just, like, come down butt-ass naked. <laughs> and, like, they're on the first floor. I'm on the second floor. And I walk past them. Everyone was like, what the fuck? And then I go into the basement, and I try to pee in the dryer, apparently. Is this, like, the Howe Street house? Yeah. And I would do crazy shit like that all the time. And that's I didn't remember my dreams then. When I started remembering my dreams, I realized like how bad my nightmares were. Like they'd say sometimes I'd come in like crying, like freaking out. It got worse when I remembered what my dreams were. For some reason, when I was at like six, like this, probably like the same age as my son, and he's just starting to have sleepwalking incidents, which is pretty scary. Like I don't know if that's hereditary or whatnot, but I would wake up with the feeling that I've lived everything before and that time was an endless loop and i was dead and i was just reliving everything forever Hmm. and it scared the shit out of me and i couldn't sleep that's freaky yeah like it's pretty existential for a, a child yeah no that's i would not i would not care for that and that brings me to my number two, The Endless, from 2018, written by Justin Benson, directed by Justin and his boy Aaron Moorhead. They've done a few movies now. This is the first one that I've seen, and I've got to say I can't wait to watch every other one of their movies because this movie is so fucking cool. Time is a prison. So there's connections to you know, their other movies in this. So I've read... I, I don't know for sure. I've seen the preview for Resolution, and it's cool to see characters from this movie and other ones. But uh, anyway, so there's connections to that. Spring and their newer film, Synchronic. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's cool to say Synchronic because it's about this drug that people take. That has Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan, which might be the selling point to have uh, Jenna watch it with me later because he's the dude from Fifty Shades. Yeah, both both of those were on on lists. Yeah, this was so cool. I don't want to give away too much because I went into it knowing nothing. There is a house in Framingham they call <laughs> the Rising Sun. They use that song a lot because it's free. Because uh, it's free. <laughs> it really is. So the movie stars them, uh, which is pretty cool. They do everything. They do like the cinematography, 
like some of the special effects and shit. Like these guys are crazy. Uh, the only other person I noticed was Lou Temple. He's been in shit like uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. So two brothers that escaped a so-called UFO death cult 10 years prior. They receive a video in the mail. The video shows a member of the cult discussing the ascension. And one brother's mad at the other one because... Actually, they're both kind of mad at each other. One's resentful that he got taken out of this, like, hippie community. He didn't see it as a cult. Where the other brother's like, this is a crazy cult. They believe in some weird shit that lives in the desert. And they're going to kill themselves. So they get this video and he's like, well, dude, they didn't kill themselves. Like, what the fuck? So they agree that they'll go back and, and stay one day and one night and talk to them and see see what's up. You know, he wants some closure. I don't know what to say about this movie without giving away too much. There's a lot of loops. I'll, I'll say that. And some of that shit is so harrowing. When I first watched this movie, I'm just like, all right, this is cool. It's not a lot of, like, like very, very scary shit. But it's like mm-hmm. something after I watched the movie that I just kept thinking about. It had a lasting effect. And I'm like, this shit is fucking cool. You know? I can't think of a better word than just cool. Nice. And if you haven't seen the movie, I just want to say, not to nerd out, but I solved the math equation on Hal's blackboard. Good for you. It actually almost solved itself, I, I will say. Um, and if you're going to watch the movie... Check out the maps. Oh, such a good movie. Uh, so my number two, I can't believe you actually put that put this on your list because I thought I was going way kind of like it was like the one movie that I box. thought was way out of the box because I none of my shit is really out of the box. But this one, I took a fucking dive into left field because since as a child I've been obsessed with this event and it came to me actually yesterday i went 11 63 oh shit to the point where literally so susan is in march is going to texas for work yeah which is like a half an hour 40 minutes outside dallas so she said hey like i know you're a fucking nerd let's go have a picnic on the grassy knoll and so she's like, while I'm doing my shit, like, do you want to come and you can go do whatever shit you want to do? So while she's going to be working, I'm basically going to take the rental car and drive to Dallas and do all my... Yeah, you're going to climb up the book depository and see how many shots you can get off in nine seconds. <laughs> but but seriously, though, like for some reason, like I don't know why, since I like I was a kid, I've been obsessed. The Oliver Stone movie, which is basically a, a, a ton of bullshit, I love the movie. Yeah. It, it's great. Have you gone over the Zapruder footage multiple times to try to see exactly what you think might have happened? Story for another day. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm not going to I'm not going to get into arguments over this because I am in the minority. Uh, but anyway, like the what they did in the movie was they're like, "Oh, there's no way that this bullet fucking took U-turns and you know, well, no, no, that's because there were multiple bullet, multiple angles. The, no, no, the, no, no. the Secret Service were hung over, and they're shooting back. They're like, that is true too. But no, the problem is in the movie they had them sitting at level. They weren't. No, they it were. It was inside and lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, nice. But we'll go. 
I loved the thought of him going back into time to try and stop this event. And I like how it dived into, because basically, like, he was living next door to, or uh, befriended Oswald. Yeah. And he, you know, became friends with the wife. He met his own girl that he wasn't supposed to fall in love with, but he did. And there's a love story. And that's like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing because it's tragic. Yeah. Uh, Excellent novel. Obviously, like I, I read the book as well. I find it to be a little bit better than the, 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 the series. Oh, yeah. But so good. So good. Anyone who's like like a history person or anything like that, definitely, definitely check this out. Yeah, it's probably why Stephen King put it off for 50 years. <laughs> All right, so one of the biggest things that scientists bring up when they're talking about time travel. If time travel was real and it was possible, we would have time travelers from the future come back now. Why do you think that's stupid? And, and why can you debunk these assholes? Well... Because multiple people have claimed to be from the future. At least one has passed a lie detector test. But most are probably like, you know, the Florida man guy from, I think, last year. He claimed to be a time traveler after he got arrested for throwing a brick through a baby's window. So obviously you're like, okay, either this person's on drugs or they got mental health problems. Anyone comes back from the future and admits they're from the future is going to get put into a mental institution. You know, like Bruce Willis from 12 Monkeys. This is, uh, let me say, interesting documentary on Tubi about this guy. He's very paranoid. He's from the year 3036. This guy also has a TikTok and speaks like an uncle you try to avoid at family gatherings. (laughs) He goes, you're as free as you're ever going to get. I guess a thousand years from now, our vernacular hasn't changed much. You'd think the big blackout would do a number on our communication, but it's kind of a funny documentary because he's just spewing these conspiracies that people have thinking about what's going to happen when the elites take over and eat all our babies and take off their masks and they're the people from they live. <laughs> yeah. Time is a fickle thing. Number one. I wanted to go with a really fun one, and this is... The first movie that came to my mind when I thought about time traveling in horror. Happy Death Day 2017, written by Scott Lobdell, directed by Christopher Landon. So this takes place on September 8th. It's Teresa Tree Geldman's birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. She wakes up hungover after a blackout in a strange dorm on her birthday. She goes through the day acting like a bitch. And she ends up getting killed, only to wake up on her birthday again. Now, she must find out who killed her and hopefully break out of this time loop. We have the awesome song by The Track Cartel. Busy day birthday. A lot of people I saw were mad. That it wasn't 50 cents in the club. Because apparently that was in the trailer. So when they watched the yeah. movie, they felt butthurt about that. I'm like, that's kind of dramatic to hate a movie because <laughs> of the trailer. I don't hate that Camp Nowhere movie because they didn't explode the uh, treehouse with popcorn. <laughs> like, I still enjoy that movie. 
also featuring Doc Brown. Wait, Doc Brown was in this? No, in Camp Nowhere. Oh, in Camp Nowhere. Okay, I'm like, what? No, so, all right, so Tree, she wakes up, and she starts experiencing all the same things every day, and then she gets killed, and it's kind of like Groundhog Day. And I love that they reference yeah, he they... references that at the end. What? I've never heard of that movie. Well, you've never heard of Bill Murray? Who? So you know, Ghostbusters. What? Side note, supposedly Phil Connors relived his Groundhog Day twelve thousand three hundred and ninety-five times. That sucks. <laughs> That's a long day. That's a Monday. Whoo! Yeah. That sucks. But yeah, happy death day. Real fun. So fun. A great example of PG-13 can still be a cool horror movie. Uh, they did this one really well. Yeah. Jessica Roth nailed it. Uh, Ruby Modine's in this movie. Uh, there's other people. <laughs> there's other people. There's other people. There's the dude who plays Carter. Uh, that would be a good Halloween costume if you could pull off the uh, the tree in Carter. Yeah. It would only be a small uh, amount of people that knew who the fuck you were, and everyone else would be like, who the fuck are these assholes that just showed up in flannel and a t-shirt? All right. Number one. So I just have some word of advice. Be nice to your fucking roommate. A happy death day. So, so fucking fun. It's Groundhog Day meets Mean Girls in a way. Wow, so this like, is like a double-double. This is a double-double. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm out. This is the golden double. Yeah, be nice to your roommate. Don't fuck the person she wants to fuck. And be nice to, to Carter. Carter, you know, He's cool. just trying to help. And he's very understanding, because he's going to believe that his girlfriend is psych. Like He's like, I still love you, even though I think you're psycho. Because yeah. he's only experienced that day one time. And she's experienced it multiple times. She's like, I just lived through this Groundhog Day shit. And then she says she doesn't even know who the fuck Bill Murray is. Yeah. That's very understanding for a fella. Really good. Number one, happy death day. Great White Buffalo. What? Great White Buffalo? What? Shh. Huh? Don't say that shit. Okay. Jesus Christ, Jeremy. You know, there's something afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> So, so the movie, I I had said that there was a movie that I watched that was really really good, that I wanted to be able to put in this, but it just there was no way, and I felt like I was misled in what I read. Was um, Antebellum? Mmm. Yeah, that was no, that was mind trickery. It was, and, and I mean the movie was excellent. I really really enjoyed it. I put that on my. New Year, New Fears Eve, one one year. Yep. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. Was it? Or, was that only you know, last year? No, no. Actually, that's right. It was twenty twenty. Yeah, that was a great movie. But yeah, no. Like I was in reading, I was under the impression, like, oh, like shit, like there's some sort of like maybe there's some like past life shit or like whatever. And then come to find out, I mean, no, before like, you know it's happening, it does seem right. like it's a it does time seem that way type of thing. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, I t- I turned to Susan. I was like, is this like The Village? Yeah. Which I was kind of bummed about, but I mean, overall, I thought the movie was fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, you could also throw Donnie Darko out there, maybe Mothman Prophecies. Donnie Darko was close to making my list. I wasn't quite sure if Butterfly Effect like counted as like horror, but I didn't think so. I would say the Butterfly Effect definitely counts, because if we're talking about time travel, we got to go all the way back to The Sound of Thunder by Wilbur Smith. It's the whole, you know, the guy ends up stepping on the fucking butterfly. He's like, oh! Yeah. And I mean, that's the first iteration of that story I ever saw was on The Simpsons, yep. Treehouse of yep. Horror, when he steps on the, <laughs> the butterfly and, you know, he fucks up the world. But, yeah, I would say the butterfly effect. I mean, he kind of travels back through time and yeah, has an effect. And that's another thing that I've, I've read is you can go back in time, but you can't change it, which I don't get. It's just like you're browsing through time. Like you're it, it isn't that just a memory? Yeah. If you can go back, but you can't do anything, that's just a memory. But I guess if you're seeing someone else's memory... I don't know, man. Time travel is very futuristic. I would say the best device to do a time travel, like Doc was like, oh, you can make it stylish, something like a DeLorean. I say sex doll. Sex doll. <laughs> you fuck your way to the future. <laughs> but if you think about oh, it, Mike. I mean, we're time traveling right now. I mean, right now. No, not now. Now. Now, sorry, now we're in the present, but we're slowly but, moving to the future. But when will then be now? I mean, it just was. It just happened? It, we're going right now. We're going. We're zooming to the future. And it's cool because when people listen to this, they'll be time traveling to the past. <laughs> I just did the mind exploding. Mind explode. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Trippy. That's called the fans of the dead paradox. <laughs> nice. That was definitely a fun one. I got a, lo yeah. a lot of likes, a lot of back to the future fucking memes. Uh, yeah, I got a Doc Brown meme. Uh, Melanie said, oh, MG, so many. I'm a sucker for time travel. I think everyone loves time travel. I think people just don't associate it with horror as much as they should because there are a lot of scary horror movies. My number two on this list, oh, it left me with some dread. There's one scene in particular that it was just so, it just stuck with me afterwards and just the implications of the horror of it. I'm just like, God damn. I was like little me. Six years old, staring at the bathroom ceiling, my like head on the cold tile, and I'm just thinking, I've lived this life before. I think I'm already dead. <laughs> Whew. I don't like a time loop, man. That That's no. scary. And you never know when it's going to stop. You never know if it's already started again. It's true. Oh, god damn. Hmm. That's deep. Great Scott. That's deep. It's heavy. Another time we all get to travel, uh, only in the United States. Is it just in the United States? I know Arizona doesn't even bother to fucking come along for the journey. Daylight savings. You get to time travel for an hour. 
I thought we stopped it also because it's pointless. It is but pointless, but I mean, we still do it, dumbass. Yeah, I know we still do it. It's not eleven eleven right now, is it? It's ten eleven. Yeah. See, so you still do it. Bands of the Dead podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line yesterday, tomorrow, or in the future. That would be tomorrow. Nice. That, cool. Yeah. Let us know how the future is. Give us the watery numbers. We would love to play those. That would be cool if you could do that. Uh, you could just text me. If you're in the future, you probably already have my cell phone number, you creepo. <laughs> Bands of the Dead 1, Twitter. Whatever it's X. called now, ElonMusks.com. <laughs> uh, TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod, Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, uh, the Subscribe Films Podcast Network. Go to FansoftheDead.com and get yourself a t shirt and a hat, tattoo of Mike's face on your ass or something, whatever oh, you want to do with it. Do you want a, a Mike tramp stamp? For your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah probably yeah. do. I will. You know what we could do? Do high five ones. There you go. So, you, you know, you're giving her back shots. High five me. I'm like, eh. And, and above it, it says, have fun, be safe. Because <laughs> you should probably yeah. use protection. Yes, please Especially do. if you have a girl that will be willing to have my face with a high five on her tramp stamp. Be careful out there, people. Have fun. Be safe. See you in the future. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Why do you call it Fans of the Living Dead? We're just fans of the dead. What? You just told me to say it. Your delivery was funny.